You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. Hey everybody, this is Shane Parrish uh, with my wife, Courtney. We're going to talk about her favorite band, Echo and the Bunnymen. That's right, just to set the scene, this is a podcast where I drag my husband down into his studio, take it over, uh, put up our rusty mic after our daughter goes to bed. I feel like we got an early start tonight. It's only 11.37. We're on a little <laughs> bit of a later schedule. Like tonight, you, what'd you do this evening, Shane? I, uh, I played jazz music at a restaurant downtown on my guitar. And you got home around ten thirty-ish. Ten thirty, yeah. Yeah. So we put our daughter to bed, and I'm pretty sure that if you're here, if you found this podcast, you are here for one thing and one thing only. That is Echo and the Bunny Men. So I'm not gonna do that before episode banter about you know tell you about my day. But I will say that I've been working overtime, so I work a lot and I come home and I do some research and I've done some a good what bit do you of research. research. What do you research? I research a band called Echo thing, and the Bunny Men. All things related to aforementioned band. So I will, we'll be honest, we are tired, and yet I am so excited. We are going to talk about some of the music of Liverpool in this episode, and I hope we will get to the birth of Ian McCulloch. Oh, man. We're, we're kind of right now doing a general overview of the Bunnymen, and it'll probably take probably a year to get through that, and then we'll get more in depth. You just want to you want to be comprehensive. I want to be beyond comprehensive. Right, omniscient. I do. I, and so we give this intro, season one, to the band, but then the listeners and the fans come out, and they will get in touch with us and tell us more things, send us links. I haven't even explored like the Echo and the Bunnymen fanzine. There's got to be some scan copies Ooh, online. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I've seen, I've been to that's some GeoCity sites. I've seen some stuff, but there's more. But it's, for, it's worlds within worlds. It never stops, just like this podcast. Speaking of never stop, I am using this book, this authorized and definitive story of Echo and the Bunnymen. I got that for your birthday. That was for my birthday. Is it a collector's item? It's you can find these online. You can find it. It was for like twenty dollars. I want to write in it, and it I'm wasn't, not. It wasn't was cheap. Like, okay, it was twenty. You can find this book, "Never Stop: The Echo and the Bunnyman Story." I want to say it was like forty. By Tony Fletcher, maybe with the shipping. Mm. There's three books that I know of. I'm using this one and another book. In McCulloch. The King of Cool. Yeah. By Mick Miggis. Nope. Mick Middles. Mick Middles. And I think there's a lot of 
reiteration of stories that are told in the Never Stop definitive and authorized story of Echo and the Bunnymen, but it carries on through his solo career. And I don't know, I, I still I haven't read this guy's credentials. I'm totally unprepared to talk about um, the Ian McCulloch book, but we are going to just begin by talking about the music of Liverpool. You should be really... So st- stoked. I am so glad you are. I can't wait. Who's from Liverpool? Whoa, okay. I, there are some things that I cannot wait for you to see. Things that blew my mind. That, uh, you know, we've already talked about how I have a very narrow focus with music, and I honestly don't want to hear about some of these other bands that right. we're going to talk about. Like, I, Yeah, you don't care. Oh, there's some that I really went, I went in there and I listened to Dr. Feelgood, Shane. Dr. Feelgood? Yeah. The Motley Crue album? No, no. A it's, band called it's a Dr. Band. Fe- oh, okay. Do you not, you're not... Do you know that song, though? Well, yeah, I know that song. He's the one that called Dr. Feelgood. That's really Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we're going to use... Why are we talking about Dr. Feelgood? I, I don't know. I just went and I listened to every band that was mentioned in a book or an article that I hadn't heard. I mean, clearly, um, clearly we have to start this whole exploration with sea shanties. You know I love a sea shanty. A, a musical style that is um, foundational to Echo and the Bunnymen, at least on a spiritual level. Because this was also a, a hub for all types of seafaring folk to be passing through. Well, yeah, so there's a lot of music there. It's a really big sea shanty thing going on in Liverpool. And the more I look at it, the more I feel like I don't know, because it seems like there's it's quite a big deal. A lot of songs about Liverpool, or at least mentioning Liverpool... And then I was looking it up online, and it turns out there's this awesome sea shanty festival that we can't go to, but maybe next year. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a big like kind of sea shanty vibe happening there, which makes sense. Yes. But it's very rich. Yes. Um, in maritime music. There's some that's bound for New York down, and some that's bound for France. Heave away, me Johnny. Do you know anything about that song? Because I know you've done a little bit of research about traditional music. I don't know. Uh... I know that there are songs that the whole heave away theme is is a common one. There's a song, I'm going to find it for you, that's called Heave Away. Wait for it. I'm gonna... By the way, that was Lewis Killen, okay. who was um, born in the 30s no. and he was playing in the 60s. I think he played with like the beats and stuff. This is, We're riffing tonight. This is a riff. We're gonna, that's how we do I got to go back in time to when I was reading the book Chronicles, Volume 1, Autobiography of Bob Dylan. And I made sure to like save albums 
that he and songs that he mentioned in that book because I thought it was interesting. That book is actually a really great exploration of folk music from in different traditions. I just like to say that that is the song I was thinking of, and it's called Haul Away Joe. But your song that you were playing for me is called Heave Away Johnny. And so you can see why I got them. uh, But that's a similar idea, I think. Haul Away, Heave Away. That was the uh, folk isle singers songs and chanties i mean is there an obvious connection when i put on you know porcupine or meteorites or whatever are you like well like the two songs that i've now spent the most time kind of deeply analyzing from a musical theoretical perspective are um show of strength and ocean rain by that i mean i've transcribed them both um and and they're actually quite similar in a way um and so i think you know, structurally, the sea shanties tend to hang out in one key or on one chord, possibly two chords, and both of those songs do that. They're very much back and forth on the E minor and the D chord. And Will Sargent, in his early days, and like, I mean, like, when he was 19 or 18, he thought you were selling out if you played more than one chord. Yeah, I mean, they really did a lot with that the one chord. Um, they seem they seem to I think, but mo- the thing about sea shanties is that melodically they're very much scalar in in form, meaning they just kind of go up and down the scale, you know. Um, so dun 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 What do you do with the drunken sailor early in the morning? Now that's you know the one that everybody knows and is like. But they were really designed to be keep everyone in rhythm when they were working on the out on perhaps violent seas where there's a lot of wind and it's loud and they're and they're they need to be synchronized, and so there was like a, the music kept the sailors in sync as they worked, tying ropes and stuff, and kind of probably not too dissimilar from what like chain gang field hollers and people working. In terms of maybe rhythm, like there's like a rhythm to work and a rhythm to the song, and everyone sings the song and it gets the gets the job done, you know, tells a story. And maybe the lilting and the rowing, you know, the the way that the waves move on the water informs some of the cadence and yeah, and the song. Some, some of the rhythm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, they're also melancholy. Like yeah. they could be singing like, "What's a happy song?" They could be like. Here comes the sun, little darling. Yeah. Here comes. Yeah. Well, and part of it was... Um, They're homesick. Yeah, the songs. But the songs a lot of times are about work. Yeah. They're like almost like yeah. very specific about like different types of boats and like just like loading shit on the boat and taking it off the boat and like having drinking some whiskey and like just, you know, you know it's like they're really like the subject matter is... There's something very sort of matter of fact about the sea shanties. And 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 then structurally, like 
they needed to be simple so that they could learn them easily, but also like sing, everyone can sing along and, and, and not really, you know, didn't, didn't need to have a lot of technique, you know, to, to pull it off, you know, it's, they're folk songs. And they always sound, what is the origin of these, like, are they connected specifically to the British Isles or not? Because I always have this kind of, it some, feels similar to Irish music. Right. It but seems then like I don't it does have that, have that vibe, yeah. It's and, minor. And it really informed a lot of the Appalachian music, right? That, those, the, um, those, those melodies um, kind of came in. And if you listen to like fiddle tunes and whatnot, they're coming out of like maritime. But like, tell us about a sea shanty. Well, um, let's see. Yeah, I was just gonna play this. Like a lot of them, like specifically reference Liverpool, and uh, and so I was gonna uh, this one that's called uh, Liverpool Packet. Mm-hmm. There's two of them that I was interested in. One about Liverpool, like Liverpool Packet and Liver- and Liverpool Judies. And both of them, I thought, oh, they're talking about women, you know? Right. I was like, oh, what? like, I thought Liverpool Judy is like, are they, like, are they talking about a woman who's like kind of a vagabond or something? You know, like the way up before. And then I realized, oh, wait, I listen more closely. They're talking about like, ships and boats. And is they're really just specific. Maybe. Uh. Isn't there always, right? Like, I mean, with the she, I mean, the fact that all Boats or, boats she, or, or she, you yeah. know, like has a certain, uh-huh, you know, true. and as as she sails away, you know, right. I, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here comes a song for you. It's called Liverpool Packet. Here's my guitar. I would sing it to you, but I'm just going to play the melody so we can kind of get a sense for this melody. It goes, um... <laughs> That's the deal. You can see it's just it's just up and down the scale, you know. It's just like do do re mi do. Now I'm gonna play a song for you, a more modern sea shanty, perhaps, called "Ocean Rain" by the Echo and the Bunnymen. Here we go, and this is in the key of D, um, just like "Show of Strength," similar, similar palette, totally different song. But I'm just mean. I noticed that that's probably a nice comfort zone for our buddy Ian McCulloch to sing, and and uh, and that both of these songs sort of straddle this thing between like a D major chord and an E minor chord, which a lot of folk songs tend to do that. Uh, a few that come to mind are uh, a song uh, called "The Cuckoo." Uh, does that? On a Um, the maid freed from the gallows or hangman a version does that well the john jacob niles version does that hang 
hangman, hangman, slack your line. Slack it just a while. Cause I think I see my mama coming. Travel on many a mile. Travel on many a mile. They're Appalachian tunes, but again, they're they're like highly similar, I think, in melodic shape to like the sea shanties. And okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, here we go. Uh, this goes like this. Goes um. that song a sea shanty that's what we want to know yeah i think so it moves up and down the scale like a sea shanty it's got like a just like a one chord pattern two chord kind of deal you know it's really simple in structure but when you listen to the way that they produced it it doesn't really have that you know yo-ho like shout chorus vibe to it right mm -hmm. it's more like, like billy holiday lady in satin just like a beautiful tender voice with the string section you know but if you get break it down into its elements, it does have this shanty-esque quality to it. And then, of course, the subject matter is very oceanic. That's Feels right. like, uh, it really relates to that song. It's like, a, I always thought I was a seaman in a past life or something. Mm -hmm. And so when I, and, you, and you, you said that about that song, about me. Like it always you. reminds me of you. Yeah. Like a, yeah you know I love that song. What a great song that is. All hands on deck Sailing to side of shore, you're porting my heavy storms, harbors the blackest thoughts. Who else is from Liverpool, though, that I would like? I'm very familiar with. I know there's other bands. Can you? Can, well, I, off the top of my head, I can name a few. Okay, go. Okay, this one, this one's my, my favorite. Flock of Seagulls. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. 
orchestra maneuvers in the dark. Is that a band? Yeah. Okay. OMD. I think I've heard of them. I don't know. If you leave. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. What movie is that from? Pretty in Pink. Okay. Also on the same. Did I even see that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I saw 16 Candles oh, in, like the, in the Breakfast Club. I don't think I ever saw Pretty in Pink. Yeah, I think it's, you know. Of the John John Hughes movies? Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Did he also do Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I think so. That's think a good so. one. Weird uh, conservative, big, like, 80s yeah. movies. Yeah. I mean, they're they're blatantly upholding these capitalist, capitalist structures, yeah. romanticizing them. And, you know, the date rape thing was, uh, yeah. that was a Time's up, motherfuckers. That's right. Keeping it topical. All right. Let's get back to... Who else would I know? There's got to be like more famous bands um, than the ones you there mentioned. Are. Well, there's this one band. They're they're called the Beatles. It's weird. They're not spelled the Beatles. Yeah. Like, it's spelled like... <laughs> they're from like, Liverpool? Yeah. And it, I love that. I'm like, I don't know that. It's weird you know because people, like... A lot of people would be like, how can you not know the Beatles? Are from it's weird. It's, they're right. Yeah. I just, I feel like in my lifetime, and I've lived, you know, I, I was born in 78, that we really haven't quite ever acknowledged or explored their greatness. The Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, we need... Then I just don't feel like they've I ever I think they need really... to repackage their music a few more times. Yeah. Into different formats and, and different types of... Media, like holograms. Holograms, like button, video games. And they would and... just be like in the room... So they're from Liverpool, you know, a lot of the, our cult favorites. Uh, so we've got Flock of Seagulls. The Bugs. The Beatles. The Bugs. The Roach. In the what are they? Darks. What was the band called? The, Be- the Beatles. No. Not the, but if you look them not up. Not the Beagles. It's B-E-E or B-E-A. It's not B-E-E. And they did that song that was like, uh, what was it like? Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to us? Uh, Daydream believer. See, that's believer. a song. I, I mean, I barely know it. I feel like maybe I've heard it. But it, it I, I mean, why doesn't that get played my whole life, you know? Why don't I know that song really well? Okay. <laughs> We're um, just going to let that let that ride that we don't know that that's a monkey's song. And that Neil, and that Neil, <laughs> exactly. Di- and that Neil Diamond wrote it. <laughs> You know, that's exact. I think though that I just kind of like exemplified my true. I reveal my true feelings and knowledge of. So ferry across the Mersey, cause this land's the place I love, and here I'll stay. People they rush everywhere. What? Is this thing <laughs> Mercy Beat? Ah, the Mercy Beat. Are we gonna listen to a Mercy Beat band? Are you gonna? Are you ready to go down that road? It's gonna be like right up my alley. Go ahead. Do wah, okay. R and B. I'm way down with that shit. Let's go. There's a strong backbeat. They they get these R and B records. They're coming in from America. Everyone's all excited. The Kinks, the Yardbirds, the Stones. How about the Moody Blues? The Moody Blues. All right, Animals are good too. That's and uh, Andy Summers was in the Animals before he was. Andy in the Summers <laughs> from the album Green Chimneys, covering the music of Thelonious Monk, also in the Police. Yes. Okay. Well, this is these are the names of some of the Mercy Beat bands. 
pick one. I don't know. The Escorts, the Dakotas. <laughs> the, uh, uh, how about Dairy and the Seniors? How about the Mercy Beats? There you go. All right. Definitive. Here is I Think of You by the Mercy Beats. I dig it though. I like that tremolo on the guitar. Yeah. This is real clean, economical. Nice vocal harmonies. Nice cowbell. Cowbell's killing it. Alright, that's enough of that. There ain't nothing wrong with that song. No, that's great. That's good. I like that. That's that's that stuff that, you know, that's those that other stuff. people listen to. <laughs> that's that stuff. Well, that's the stuff, too, that, like, in a lot of ways, like, Mothers of Invention parodied. Yeah. In the first, in, in the Freak Out album. Like, things like, you Definitely. didn't try to call me. Why did you know? Did you know I was lonely? All right. Well, but, um, you know, so we have to talk about Frank Zappa <laughs> once for episode. I mean, it. You like Joe's It garage. will be too soon. I like comedy. It's funny. A guy makes me laugh. Who? You know, I think Ruth is awesome and stuff. So is there any other Mercy Beats that we need to let? No, we don't. Because let's, can we get back to the magical, mysterious band, Echo and the Bunnymen, bringing it back, back around. Back to them. We haven't <laughs> talked about them yet. So introducing... <laughs> Echo and the Bunny Man. They deserve. I mean, if you think we're talking about like this well, stuff for a long time, wait till we start talking about crocodile. Carpet. Let me tell you what. Thorough. Nothing you can know that isn't known. Nothing you can see that isn't shown. No way you can be that isn't where you're meant to be. Um, we're about we were talking about the mercy beat scene. Yeah. So okay. So I was and, saying uh, that a day has gone by. We want to just let you know that we have now done some real, more in depth research. Shane has, and now he not only knows that the Beatles came from Liverpool, but a bit more about uh, mercy it's, beat. I mean, in somewhere I because probably knew. I think I knew that Beatles. once. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a thing I knew and forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I gotta say, I was a little cranky at the last recording. I had worked all day on the schedule. Today is my day off. It's my one day off. I'm rested. You and, went to the uh, pool. Yeah, you know, I think I was being a little hard on Mercy Beat. I was being a little hard on them in the last episode. I was trying to bail them out a little bit. You did a good job. I do, I do like the kinks and all that stuff. Like, that music's fine. I mean, some of it, I mean... It exists. Yeah. But yeah, so the Mercy Beat was just this kind of really stripped down kind of like guitar, bass, drums, singing rock stuff. I think there's elements almost of like doo-wop and like, you know, there's a strong kind of Buddy Holly influence going on in it. It's almost weird to me because like reading about it, there's like this sense of people trying to offer like a 
sort of a technical breakdown of like the elements of the music, which makes sense in a style because style is kind of what is repeated, right? As Susan Sontag said. And so, um, and it seems like, you know, that every song's in 4 4 and there's a lot of like, you know, playing on the toms and it's like kind of just, you know, it's got a beat, man. So, and it comes from Liverpool, which is, uh, on the mercy and so mercy beat there you go um there was a magazine that started in liverpool in 1961 called mercy beat and it was started actually by john lennon's roommate uh and so the beatles were prominently featured and lennon wrote a lot of filler articles and stuff like that in the, in the paper but anyway they were trying to get um the, the two bigger newspapers in uh liverpool and england like the echo the echo yeah, actually, yes, mm-hmm. the Liverpool Echo, to cover, you know, the young rock and roll bands or the, the beat music bands is what they were called. And because um, they would have classified ads for musicians and it would be like labeled under the jazz heading. Like they just wouldn't take like rock and roll bands seriously. And um, but one of the sales pitches that the editor, uh, like I forget the guy's name who started the magazine, made to... I think it was a paper in London to try and get them to just take the music scene seriously as that Liverpool was, um, is what New Orleans is to uh, jazz music, Liverpool is to rock and roll music. Wow. Absolutely. There's like something like almost 400 bands that were gigging. And, and from, you know, and at that time... From I mean, around the area that were considered Mercy Beat? Yeah. And, wow. And the thing is, it's like, if you look at, I mean, he's making that argument, and maybe that sounds silly or something, but the Beatles, you know, like, yep. I mean, kind of had a pretty big impact on popular music. Really? But that was pretty good, huh? That is. That's pretty interesting. And someone's been doing a little research. I did a little reading in the bathtub earlier. <laughs> so... All right, so music of Liverpool. There's music, there's folk music, music coming in, and then there are records, and records start to come. And musical instruments. And instruments. Yeah. That's a good point. That's why they all had, like, uh, axes, man. Y- yeah. Yeah, like Rickenbackers and Fenders and what have you. Like, there was a lot of music. They were built in, in America, port. yeah. We, they built in America, built. And, they, and they arrived in, in the port. Yes. They had, like, access to a lot of instruments. And the Telecaster... Fender. Okay. I'm just saying that there was a lot of yeah. music coming in, but also a lot of instruments coming in. So they were hearing music. Right. Well, the way I feel about Mercy Beat is I am a little bit hard on it, a little bit, um, you know, I'm a little bit, I have to be honest, it is a kind of a blind spot for me with music. I have some reservations. And I have this simplified understanding that I'll just share that I think other people hold, and maybe it is the truth, although I feel like it's more nuanced, but that music from black Americans came into this country and it was, and this music was co-opted by British, white British people who were elevated and, you know, and that, and then it's the same with Elvis. And this was like, and this is the narrative. So there's a garage rock quality to this whole thing yes uh, and i want to you know i just want to say to anyone who survived the 60s that i really do respect you and like the contributions and like i don't know how you made it and you know i'm i'm not 
This is like before. Uh, this is before, and I was just shit got myself. weird though in the '60s, right? This music yeah, is like almost true. has this like, you it can see how this is like right 50s. on the cusp of the '50s. Actually, it came out of this other style of music uh, called like wiffle, like wiffle, swivel, switzel, quitzel. <laughs> There's like a musical style that this is like the the, the follow up to. There's a precursor uh, to this music. I have to look it up because. I can't remember the name. It's like Twizzler, um, uh, Switzel, Schnitzel. No, but it's like it has like a real um, the beginnings of it. Oh wait, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> the search for the Swiffle. The sw- Sizzler Switzel. There's like this. Oh, and then like I don't even have that. Oh, skiffle. Skiffle. It's like skiffle's like this like jug band vibe. And the weird thing about that song, that song that I just put on for two seconds, the roots of British whatever, the Mama Don't Allow Skiffle, that is also a bluegrass standard, by the way. So, like, Mama Don't Allow no guitar playing around here. And then the guitar player does some licks, you know, Mama Don't Allow this and that. Mama Don't Allow bass playing, and the bass player does a little solo. Mama Don't Allow no banjo playing, and the banjo player does a little... Who knew that that was also rooted in skiffle that came out of the skiffle scene yeah. and skip and that came now but uh anyway so um listen here the skiffle <laughs> is like the jug band stuff it's like your mom yeah, was in which like i love that your mom was in like this like washboard band. washboard band and that's the vibe you know what i mean yeah. it's like like homemade instruments and stuff yeah. then they all got instruments because the boat arrived with all the like Rickenbackers and Telecasters and like, you know, Slingerland drum sets or whatever. And then they all started like oh. forming bands. And at some point you had during this scene, you had like 400 bands or something going on. Like you had a lot of bands going on in, in uh, in, uh, in the scene around that time. Did like they make late fifties, early sixties? How did the Beatles get chosen? That, you know what? That is not <sighs> that something is we're like, going to talk about. That we're is, not going to talk about I'm that. I'm just saying, I think I, the more I, I get into like music, <laughs> the more I realize that like something like that, they, it's like winning the lottery. It really is. Why did but the Beatles get thing. chosen to become? Because it's like because it's a, the corporation like is yeah. gonna throw all their muscle behind someone, and, and it's gonna probably be a white person. They might you know most likely be have a male lead singer, mostly men, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on yeah at the time certainly yeah so yeah this music was just this kind of driving beat beat driven kind of and it's very simplistic and the lyrics you know have that kind of the thing that i i didn't like about it was like the lack of depth that you still see in some modern i feel like it's like post skiffle pre-mod yeah mod is a london thing right that's what you that's your realm of expertise I mean, I wouldn't call it my realm of expertise, but I mean, I know. 
you know Pink Floyd. Yeah, but they were they just kind of were really. like they were like born out of that though. They were That's true. Like I think if you want to get the mod stuff almost like it's like the who. Well, yeah, and later we're going to have to talk about them again, I guess when we talk about Roger Eagle. <laughs> I know you're like, "Oh god, what else?" There was a legendary club to open in Liverpool called Eric's. And to talk about Echo and the Bunnymen or the music scene in Liverpool, you must talk about this club at length. You got to talk about this guy at Eric's. length. That's the name of the club. And that's the name of the guy. His name is Roger Eagle. Okay. <laughs> he was kind of a, a tastemaker. He's the oldest one. Oldest His, one? Where? The oldest. He's the, <laughs> he's the oldest guy in the Echo and the Bunnymen crew. We're going to be talking about children for the next, I don't know, century, however long it takes us to get to like album three, maybe. Yeah. These are children. And you got to hear some of these these stories of yeah. children forming bands it's, in the city. Yeah. In this. In this. So another band um, that came about right alongside Echo and the Bunnymen where the teardrop explodes. And when I was getting into them again this time around, teardrop I, like, explodes. I will listen to some of them. Yeah. Um, Frankie, what is this Frankie Goes to Hollywood that I always hear about? I know, constantly. I always hear about Scott it too. Did, did you listen to did you No, listen? I didn't oh, do yeah. that either. So, we, so we've got a few fresh listens. I've, I, have, I have listened to this one particular. There is a band... Is it mentioned here? It's called uh, the Deaf School. Please, where is this? Not even. It's not cool enough for Wikipedia. No, it's such a big deal. They write about them and stuff. I want, uh, I want because two of the roadies from that band became the band known as Big in Japan, along with Bill Drummond. Man, you know the band Japan. So, so there's so many Japan. Bands, Japan bands, and the band li- Japan is the one that has album. Golden Brown or something. No, 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 no. That's the Stranglers. The Stranglers. The Stranglers are from Liverpool. Were they one of the first to play at Eric's? And I was just looking them up, and I was Ooh. like, Oh, I don't know anything about them. And they were one of the first three bands to play at Eric's. China Crisis. We're playing All the right. glass bead game here. Listen, we yeah. are. Oh, we are playing that game. And this, okay, the final band I'm going to set you up with. Aside from like that's from Liverpool, is a band called the Deaf School. I think, right? That can't be. It is. That is is really it. I've looked it up twice. I never can believe it. Are you ready, Shane? I want you to just. I want you to put down your phone. This is when Shane just starts texting people. He's looking at Instagram. I want you to put the phone down. I want you to sit and and just let this wash over you. I want to hear your impressions. Okay. This is called the Deaf School. Deaf School, no, no the, 1977. So good together. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. This is incredible. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a lot of feelings. That scratches so many itches. Oh my goodness. That's good. I saw you kind of. That's like I saw you kind of jamming it, like getting into it, because I, you know, well, you haven't heard it start. It's a six-minute song. Oh, I mean, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack. At first, okay, I, my first thought, the, my first we've... thought was, was, okay, it kind of sounds like Roxy music a little bit to me. They were right. thought of as a kind of a, a ripoff of Roxy music for the hometown of Liverpool. Okay, they're this like the Brian local, Ferry. Yes, the local Roxy. The, music. <laughs> like how when if if you go on tour, whatever band is like cool for a minute. I remember back in the early 20 aughts when it was like Godspeed You Black Emperor every time I played a show I had to hear a band going like dun 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 you know just like and there was like so many bands doing that I was like man but anyway so this was like every town had its own like Godspeed and now every like town had its own Roxy music probably in England it's weird how that happens because I always think like dive deeper you know yeah. Go back further. Go back a little further. And they just got like the, what, like the booby women on the cover of their albums. Always or that. I mean that. That was like proto no uh, proto Robert Palmer addicted to love. Yeah, you know, the like, leisure suits and like the safari kind of white like, and just kind of projecting this kind of baller. What's this band image. called? Deaf Deaf Heaven. Deaf School. Deaf Heaven something else. Deaf School. So okay so. So the only I thought Roxy music. Then I thought, but the only reason we need to know about them is just to kind of set the scene in a, I guess, in a different. Everything some of the about bands, that video is amazing. Though. Some of these kids, yeah, I'm gonna let you get into it more. I just want to let the the listener know why we're listening to this. Some of the people who started like some bands that we we're gonna talk about hopefully soon were like roadies in the for this band locally. Okay, so that's why. Now Shane, tell what, us more about have, what this. Well, that's a pretty big production for some. Local local band like they had like a, a, a lot of instrumentation I mean, for the listener i mean there was i mean there were mustaches and uh there was you know a lot of instrumentation going on a sort of putting on the ritz meat putting on the ritz uh, gentle meat, giant meathead or um, meatloaf rather but that whole like dun 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 there's dun, a woman dun, dun, with the like the sunglasses that are the shades the visors the blinds, the blinds. like what the you plastic blinds yeah, or something and then but the the real to me the part where it gets all noir for a when second when the, the sax you know and then there's another there's four people that sing there's another guy who sings for a second i think and, and then, then the monologues then there's a mon- there's some louis ck figure in a leather jacket it's basically like louis ck if he had his hair a little longer, it was the seventies. He kind of looks like Bonnie Prince Billy, like Will Oldham. Yeah, like bald with a big handlebar mustache. Yeah, and he just walks out. Was so earnest and kind of raps or something, but he sounds American. Is this what's happening right now? I'm so confused. But there was a weird like prog rock element to Definitely. it. Definitely, like, you have like, no idea. Suddenly, you didn't hear the whole thing. I'm, I'm sure it gets crazy. And then it was like, like it, they had this weird sort of like gentle giant another british band you know yeah. like i mean and you know you still you gotta think about what's going on at that time also which is, no one wants to talk about is that like genesis gentle giant king crimson like jethro toll like these bands that were also doing you know they were like yeah you know on the scene in england right i mean people yeah. like and but so there was this band's kind of was like a merging of various styles but then there was also this like 
theater Jesus Christ superstar element to it that I thought was you know like there was like some Andrew Lloyd Webber another well, British definitely you I mean, know like with like, <laughs> with the the tonality the the changes in structure it's almost like there's a dialogue there is a story it's which cool, I though. haven't really yeah yeah it's cool I just follow <laughs> these different threads you know these like breadcrumbs I'm following following the yellow brick road been watching Wizard of Oz with our daughter and you know again it all goes back to Echo and the Bunnymen because there's a there's a little moment when Ian does some drag as Dorothy. So we'll talk about that later, wow. too. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. It, it's so... It all touches over everything. the rainbow. So I'm following these breadcrumbs, and I'm not always sure where they're going to lead me. And I, was, I hear that I underline deaf school, and I'm like, okay. But now I think I'm, I'm understanding something about this town. I'm trying to grasp what their thing is. And Did you write Beefheart up there, though? We're getting to, we're getting to the good stuff. Come on. We're not done now. I guess just finish my point about these chains sitting up. He's ready to go, but no, it's, wait. Well, let's just be clear here. It's, okay, it's one thirty. It's one nineteen. Oh god. <laughs> uh, well, this is gonna be you're gonna be editing this here. for three weeks. So this has been. Is there an echo in here? Wait. This has been. Is, is there, there an echo, echo in here? Here, here, You can write us an email at echoinherepodcast at gmail.com.